الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفاما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي ينزل فيه القرآن You know, every year, alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah, we all find ourselves on this verge of Ramadan, and we all find ourselves thinking, how can we prepare for Ramadan? And really, you know, Ramadan is such an incredible mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, such a powerful blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can really try to imagine it like a vast ocean of mercy that is now building up in a storm, in a tidal wave, that is coming to sweep us away. And really there are only two ways to prepare for such a tidal wave. One is it simply to take the plunge. And that is a real way to prepare for Ramadan. That are we willing to take a plunge into the ocean of Ramadan to surrender ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make ourselves His lover, to try to make ourselves His beloved. Are we willing to give up everything and anything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If the answer is yes, then we are ready to embrace the storm because we are ready to be swept away by the waves of Ramadan. And if we're not ready yet, and we don't feel that yet, then that is why in different places in the world, Rufin Ulaman Mashaik tried to describe the fazail, the virtues and merits of Ramadan, basically trying to describe the beauty of that wave in order to entice and attract people to submit themselves to that wave and to take that plunge. And really... We should try to spend a Ramadan this year that we never even need to have this discussion again that we need to prepare for Ramadan. That itself shows how distant we have become from Allah Spanta on these 11 months that we need to prepare for Ramadan. Otherwise, we should always be in a state of preparation. We should always literally be in a state of Ramadan. And, you know, last time I was on air at least, Moana Musa Saab had mentioned these different letters of Shaban. And the ending was noon and the noor of Ramadan. And that's really what we're about to be overwhelmed by, is the incredible light and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa in this month. There are a few things that Allah subhanahu wa in the Qur'an and the Prophet sallallahu in the sunnah have told us about this month. And if we keep those things in mind, inshallah we will be able to make the most that we can out of this month. The first is, as said, that the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and her narrates that the Prophet used to increase in three things in this month of Ramadan. Number one is ibadat. And really, we have to make ourselves people of ibadat in this month. We have to restore ourselves to our true asal identity of being abd in this month. That is through increasing in our tilawat of Quran, praying salat al-taraweeh, increasing in our istighfar, in our dhrud, salawat, any and all types of ibadat, we should try to increase them in this month of Ramadan. And secondly, she said that the Prophet increased in his spending in this month. And that's very important because not just are we trying to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month, but we want to get closer to the feeling of compassion for his creation that we should be having in this month of Ramadan. And no matter if we are struggling financially or if we are students, we can even spend even just a few dollars, a few rand, a few pence in charity. Even that at least would enable us to follow the sunnah that we increase in our spending. And you know, this increase in ibadat and amal, Allah subhanahu wa himself has given us this incredible incentive by teaching us, and through, in, it comes in the date that the reward for one farth 
obligatory act will be the reward of 70 obligatory acts. The reward of one nafil act will be like the reward of one farz act. And that is an excellent time for us, therefore, to increase in our zikr. And those of us who felt that, oh, we don't do zikr because it's just nafil, well, in this month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu is willing to give the reward of farz for even nawafil ibadat, voluntary ibadat, such as zikr, durud, istighfar, etc. And the third thing that the Prophet increased in this month of Ramadan is du'a, and crying in du'a. And we should really try to increase our prayers and supplications to Allah Ta'ala. This month is really a golden chance for us to make ourselves closer to Allah. And again, Allah Ta'ala has given us incentive by giving us two times in this month which are special for du'a. Number one, first time is at the time of iftar, when we break our fast. And it's very important that the last five or ten minutes of the day, we should spend making du'a to Allah subhanahu And again, because many of us are too preoccupied with the foods that we eat or preparing their food, and it's a great injustice that some of us do to the women folk of the house, that we make them work preparing the food right up to the last minute. So Ramadan is not the month to have gastronomical and culinary delights. Ramadan is not the month of iftar party. Ramadan is not the month to have all the savories, hot savories at the proper time. Ramadan is a month of worship. Ramadan is a month of drawing closer to Allah SWT. So we should prepare the food, but within the last five to ten minutes, we should stop the preparations, and the whole family should get together and sit down on the Khan on the table spread, and we should make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa because the Prophet said Allah Ta'ala accepts our du'as. And that way we also feel that we are presenting our fast to Allah, that Allah Ta'ala is accepting our fast and He is willing to grant us whatever we ask of Him in exchange for the fast that we fasted that day. The second time du'as are accepted is the time of suhoor or sahri, and this generally is an incredible time, which is the time of tahajjud. And many of us may not have been able to be awake at this time throughout the rest of the year, but due to the barakah of Ramadan and due to the preparation for the fast by eating a pre-dawn meal, we will be awake at this time. And we should use this time not just to eat, but again, the last five or ten minutes of the night, we should spend making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we can make dua at the beginning of our fast and make dua at the end of our fast, such that we begin our fast in a state of remembrance and we end our fast in a state of remembrance, then we can be hopeful that Allah can fill in the gaps between the start and end and also fill all of that time with His zikr and dua. Then in the Quran, Allah subhanahu mentioned number one, Shahr Ramadan, Allah unzila fihi al-Quran, that this month of Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed. And what Allah Ta'ala means by telling us this is He wants us to increase in our relationship with the Qur'an. And that, number one, we should try to read the entire Qur'an in Arabic in this month. But secondly, we should try to find some way to connect to the Qur'an at the level of reflection, such that the verses of the Qur'an should produce an emotional, spiritual change inside of us. And one way to do this is that at least every day we should pick one ayah, and we should open up our heart to that ayah. And we should submit every aspect of our being to that ayah. For example, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un, that verily I am from Allah and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my return. And we should try to live every moment of our life according to that ayah, 
we should try to have a half ta'luk, a deep relationship with that ayah. Or, for example, that those who are the believers are extreme in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every day we should pick at least one ayah. Ideally, we would want to have a deep relationship with the whole Qur'an. But we're going to build up that relationship one ayah at a time. And we should just have a craze that I want everything about my life to be according to this ayah. If we can do that, then we will increase in our relationship with the meanings of the Qur'an in this month of Ramadan. The second thing Allah Ta'ala mentions about the month of Ramadan and the Qur'an is لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That this fasting has been prescribed upon you so that perhaps, so that Allah Ta'ala is hopeful that we may become people of taqwa. And that means there's a special relationship between taqwa and this month of Ramadan. Now normally we are not able to become people of taqwa either due to shaitan or due to our nafs. So as far as the shaitan goes, the Prophet has taught us in hadith that Allah subhanahu chains all of the shayateen. So if that was the reason why we were not following taqwa, Allah Ta'ala has made it easy for us to become a person of taqwa by chaining shaitan and all of his minions. Second reason we may not have been able to be a person of taqwa is our nafs. So in order to train our nafs and to save us from our nafs, Allah Ta'ala fasted, prescribed the fasting of staying away from food and drink in lawful relations if we are married. So the purpose of this is to train our nafs. And again, it's more important, I feel, for the Muslims today to watch what they eat from Maghrib to Fajr as opposed to simply staying away from food and drink from Fajr to Maghrib. That is the easy part. The real test in Ramadan comes that can we eat according to the Sunnah way from Maghrib to Fajr? Can we stop eating when we still feel hungry? Can we chew a lot? Can we eat slowly? Can we eat while saying zikr? Can we eat with our hearts in zikr? Can we end our meal with dua and hamd and shukr? And now we must become more conscious of this act of eating in the spot of Ramadan. And so from Maghrib to Fajr, we should try to eat less. If we can do that, then we will find the power of Ramadan and subduing our nafs to be phenomenal. But if instead from Maghrib to Fajr we eat a lot, then we won't feel that Ramadan was able to subdue our nafs. So by chaining the shayateen and by prescribing this exercise of fasting to subdue our nafs, Allah Ta'ala has made it easier for us to become a person of taqwa. But we also have to proactively try to leave our sins. And we should do our muhasaba in this month. And all of us, we should all try to identify at least one sin a day that we're going to leave. Because there's so many sins that we're still doing, whether they're sins of the tongue, sins of the body, sins of the eye, sins of the mind, sins of the heart. And we should try to leave these sins one by one in the month of Ramadan. The other thing Allah subhanahu wa says in the Quran about this month is ayyama ma'dudat, that these are limited days. And Allah Ta'ala is trying to teach us a message that just like the days of the month of Ramadan are limited and that we should spend them carefully, just like that the days of our whole life are limited and we should spend our whole life carefully. And that means that we should try to spend Ramadan reflecting on our time on this earth and trying to think and remember death and to think about and to prepare more for the Akhirah. And lastly, this month of Ramadan is actually a month of mercy, a month of Tawbah. And this is really what we should be doing in this month of Ramadan. We should be making Tawbah. 
and trying to bring ourselves more into a life of sunnah. And we should try that we should try to add some sunnahs to our life in this month of Ramadan, and we should make tawbah for our, all of our sins. And that is why the Prophet ﷺ said in hadith that the first ten days of this month are in mercy, and the middle ten days of this month are forgiveness, and the last ten days of this month, itkum in anar, are an emancipation from the hellfire. And the reason for that is that because there are three types of Muslims. One type of Muslim is that Muslim who has been praying five times a day, been doing all their fries and wajibat, has been good to their spouse, has been good to others. That person, when they start fasting the month of Ramadan, they get the mercy of Allah SWT. Mercy here means that Allah SWT accepts all of their actions in the past year, despite their deficiencies and their shortcomings. So all the prayers that we prayed absentmindedly, all the prayers that we prayed in a state of neglect, even those prayers will be accepted due to the barakah of Ramadan. Then the second type of Muslim is the 50-50 Muslim. Sometimes we pray, sometimes we don't pray. Sometimes they're nice and sometimes they're mean. Sometimes they're just and sometimes they oppress others. But that Muslim also shows up in Ramadan and makes a firm intention that, Ya Allah, I want to please you in this month of Ramadan. For this Muslim, that by the end of the 10 days and the start of the next 10 days, they get the maghfirat of Allah. By the 11th day of Ramadan, they start giving the forgiveness of Allah. Allah Ta'ala forgives them for the prayer that they missed if they made true tawbah. Allah forgives them for all of the transgressions that they did. And then Allah also bestows upon them His rahmah, His mercy, and grants them tawfiq and success and ability to be regular in worship the next year. Then there's a third type of Muslim. That is a Muslim that had completely left Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, had left the faraiz and wajibat, was leading a life of sin, was living a life of sin and neglect. But that Muslim also shows up in Ramadan, also makes tawbah and repents to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, also makes all the fast, makes all the prayers. And by the 21st day of the month of Ramadan, Allah ta'ala removed this person's name from the hellfire. In other words, that those Muslims who were so distant from Allah, or who were neglectful of the obligatory acts, or who were so engaged in sin, that they had written their names amongst the ranks of people who would have to go into Jahannam, even after just 21 days of Ramadan, even spending those 21 days in a state of ibadat and worship and obedience, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take their names out of the names of the people of hellfire. And that is really the best way for us to understand the power of this month of Ramadan. And we all must try to submit ourselves and submerge ourselves to this power of Ramadan so that we also become changed in an irreversible way. And that is really, you know, what we are. We are the runaway slaves of Allah. Just like a mother, if her son runs away from her, she is always waiting for her son to return. If there's ever a knock on the door or a ruffling in the curtain or any noise, she thinks that maybe my son has come back to me. Just like that, the Prophet has mentioned that Allah Subhanahu is 70 times more merciful and 70 times more loving toward his believers than a mother is to her son. And indeed, Allah Ta'ala is infinitely more merciful and loving towards us than a mother is to her child. So just like a mother is waiting for her runaway son or daughter to return to her, just like that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has thrown open the doors of His mercy, the gates of His muhabbat in this month of Ramadan, 
and he is waiting for his runaway believers to return to him. And so if we can spend this month of Ramadan returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, joining ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making ourselves a person of worship and ibadat, making ourselves a person of taqwa and sunnah, then inshallah we would have benefited from this month of Ramadan. So may Allah ta'ala enable all of us to take this plunge, to dive deep into the ocean of Ramadan, and to enable the mercies of Ramadan to wash away all of our sin. May Allah ta'ala accept us amongst His ibadah salihin, amongst His righteous and true believers. We are fast approaching this month of Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, whereas the rest of your Ummah is bringing 11 months of Ibadat, 11 months of Ita'at, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are the sinning members of this Ummah. Ya Allah, we are bringing a mountain load of sins to this month of Ramadan. We are bringing our hypocrisy to this month of Ramadan. We are bringing our false tongues and our false hearts to this month of Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, we ask that you wash away our sins of the ocean of Ramadan, that you change our lives in this month of Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we too want to become amongst the people of Taqwa. Ya Allah, you yourself said in the Quran, La'allakum tattakun. Ya Allah, when you have hope that we become people of Taqwa, Ya Allah, we have hope in your hope. We have hope that you will make us according to your hopes. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want nothing more than become, to become pleasing to you, to become in the way that you wish us to be, to become in the way that you are pleased with us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to make us people of Taqwa. Can't just Taqwa of the eyes, Taqwa of the tongue, Taqwa of the heart, Taqwa of the being. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept us from the deen of Islam. Make us amongst the mu'mineen and the muslimin. Make us amongst the zakirin and sabirin. Make us amongst the tawabin and awabin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to grant us a talaq with the Qur'an. Let each and every word of the Qur'an enter into our heart. Let the meanings and ma'adas of the Qur'an enter into our heart. Grant us a life in which each and every second is lived according to the Qur'an al-Kareem. And Ya Allah, grant us a greater muhabbat and ittiba of the sunnah of Nabi al-Kareem. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept all of the fasts that we will offer, all of the prayers that we will offer. And Ya Allah, we ask you to accept the du'as that we will offer. Ya Allah, let this be a month of change, a month of transformation. Ya Allah, we ask you to remove from us all of our sins, remove from us all of our remaining sins. Ya Allah, accept us amongst your ibadah salihin, amongst your righteous and true and pious worshippers and believers. We make du'a for this ummah in this month of Ramadan. Shower your special mercy upon them, those of them who are oppressed, those who are needy. Ya Allah, send your special mercy upon those who are distant from you in this month of Ramadan. Ya Allah, send your special hidayah to our hearts. Ya Allah, send your hidayah knocking on the hearts of those who have forgotten you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, surely we have forgotten you, but you have always remembered us. Ya Allah, we have been untrue to you, but you have been true to us. Ya Allah, we have been disloyal to you, but you have been loyal to us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we also want to become loyal to you, true to you, loving to you. Ya Allah, accept our du'as and accept us in this month of Ramadan. Ya Allah, accept all of the gatherings that we had on on air. Ya Allah, make them a means of attracting your mercy and muhabbat. Ya Allah, forgive us for all the shortcomings in our khidmat. And Ya Allah, put love, peace, and harmony between the hearts of this ummah. Rabbana taqabal minna innaka anta sameel alim. Wa tubu alayna innaka anta tawabu rahim. 